beautiful name. You know, we've had a lot of ugly last year. There was uh, social strife, political issues, pandemic, a lot of ugly. And that's why today we come to the one who is beauty and who brings beauty. Let's pray. Jesus, we celebrate you, the beautiful one with the beautiful name, who is good and does good. And whatever you touch and whatever you create always has goodness associated with it. And so we invite you, Jesus. We invite you into our lives to bring your beauty for forgiving our sins and bringing your restoration in in coming into our lives where there's deficiency and bringing your fullness and coming to our lives where there is lack and need and bringing your beauty and joy. We invite you into our year. We invite you into our community and into your great world. And Lord, we ask you to be yourself as we come to you, the one with the beautiful name of Jesus that means Savior. And we celebrate and we receive you. May your beauty mark our lives and this fresh year in your strong name, Jesus. Amen. Well, here at Evergreen, we love to do uh, three things. We, we love to gather, we love to group, and we love to give. So let me give you some invitations about that. Hey, we're looking forward to next week. We'll be gathering in person again. Registration's open. If you're ready to take that step, we'd love to see you there. And groups, hey, on the 24th of January, we're going to have a virtual group winter session fair. Listen, you, you want to choose community in 2021, and we have a place for you. Check it out. And giving, uh, as we start a new year, you probably, like Ann and I do, we kind of revisit how we want to give in the fresh new year, and you've probably done that. And listen, in your giving to Evergreen, we just encourage you to make that regular and automatic. Just go to the app and you can set up your recurring gifts there as well. Thank you for your generosity. Well, today, Anna's launching a brand new series about the future, and I think you're going to enjoy it as much as I am. I can't wait. Here's Anne. Hello, Evergreen and online friends. I'm so glad that you joined us as we start the year talking about the future. I'm calling this talk, Our Plans, God's Plans. And a lot of us may think I should add, what plans? Oh no, how's that gonna work out, Ann? I mean, didn't we just spend this past year having one plan after another fall through or be canceled? Some of us have thrown up our hands in exasperation, frustration, or plain old fatigue, and made no time like the present our mantra. Let's live in the moment, right? Perhaps some of you who use a hard copy planner did this with them before the year was out. Yet here we are talking about plans for the coming year. Marty Ensign, a missionary to Africa, told of bringing some African pastors to the United States for a big meeting. Now during their free time, these Africans wanted to go shopping. Even though they were in a small town, Marty knew there was a chance someone might have difficulty or get lost. So she gave them her phone number for just such an emergency. Well, in less than an hour, her phone rang and the African pastor said, I'm lost. Marty said, go to the street corner, 
find out the names of the two streets there and come back and tell me and I'll come and get you. In a few minutes, he returned to the phone and reported, I'm at the corner of walk and don't walk. <laughs> Maybe that's how 2020 has left you feeling at the corner of walk and don't walk and wondering what to do. You know, I have some friends on Facebook. They were sharing their word for the new year for 2021. Now, some of them were agonizing about coming up with one. Let me set you free. You do not have to generate the word for the year. That's a tall order after 2020. But what if we spent some time with Jesus, listening and talking with him about the coming year? I wonder what he might say to each of us. You know, when Jared and I were engaged that first Christmas of our engagement, I put together a scrapbook of our relationship. And this was just months before the wedding. We'd been best friends for 10 years by that time. At the end of the book, I put a bookmark that says, the future is as bright as the promises of God. Do you see it there on the screen? Yes, as ancient as it is, it still exists. Well, that's just another way of saying our future is in his hands to the man that I love. Many of you have watched or know of the Back to the Future movies with Doc Brown and Marty McFly. In each of the Back to the Future films, Doc Brown tells Marty McFly his philosophy about the future. He said, your future is whatever you make of it, so make it a good one. This is what popular culture in the U.S. believes right now. Our future is entirely up to us. Well, it's what they believed before 2020 anyway. But what I want you to know today is that God has a better idea. It is not all on our shoulders. So first of all, God reveals his plans for us in relationship with us. When we decide to follow Jesus, we put our lives in God's hands and he holds our future in his hands. In fact, Psalm 139, 16 says that each one of our days was written in his book before one of them came to be. And in Ephesians 2.10, we read that we are God's masterpiece, his poema, his poem, created for good works, which he has already prepared beforehand. Wow. So how do I find out what God has for me in 2021? We discover his plans for us in relationship with him. Listen to this wonderful promise that he's made to each one of us in Psalm 32.8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, familiar to many. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. That includes 2021. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who'll keep you on track. So God's promise and wisdom for us share one thing in common, the same delivery system, relationship with him. You know, God didn't choose a Google approach to planning. Type in or tell me what you want to know, if you have Siri, and boom, up pops numerous sources for exactly what you need. But he's bigger than any search engine, and he knows everything there is to know, past, present, and future, and for infinity and beyond. He instead invites us to come to him, talk with him, receive from him, 
be with him. And as we do that, we get to know him better and see his plans for us emerge. What do you mean emerge, Anne? That sounds a little sketchy. Well, here's what it says in Proverbs 4.18. The way or the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever, ever brighter until the full light of day. See, God does not blast us with all the details of his direction, but he gives us enough to take the next step at any given point in time. His direction or plan emerges like a trail at dawn along a high mountain lake as the sun peeks over the top of the granite mountain and slowly the details of what is all around you begin to emerge with that dawn's early light. You are able to take it all in little by little. That's how God reveals his plan for us. Is 2021 just a big question mark or a fog bank of unknowns to you at this point? A great place for you to start is this prayer for you. One that Jared and I pray often over our lives, over others' lives, over evergreen lives. Ephesians 1, 17 through 19 says it this way in the message. I ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. Your eyes focused and clear so you can see exactly what he's calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy and boundless strength. So what is Paul praying for these believers in Ephesus? He's so eloquent there and for us. He's praying that we'll know Jesus better so that we can see his, what he's calling us to do and experience the glorious life he has for us and his power at work on our behalf. I don't know about you, but I need to grasp more of his glorious life for me and I need to experience more of his power at work in me and through me this year. But that all starts with knowing Jesus better, relationship. You know, last week, Lydia talked about God's faithfulness and gave us a couple of questions to consider as 2020 ends. Where has God been faithful to me and where have I been faithful to him in 2020? Well, I decided the best way to get started on 2021 was to do a little review with Jesus. So I made a timeline of 2020 in my life on paper. On one end, I put January 1st, 2020, and on the other end, December 31st, 2020. Now above the line, I put the highlights along the way through the year. And below the line, I put all the lowlights in the year. Then I took each one of those highlights and lowlights and I wrote about what God showed me or did through them. It was an amazing time. I had a word for 2020, you see, trust. And I saw how God was faithful over and over again. And there were some unpleasant surprises in some of those experiences, those low lights, as I mentioned. Friends, this launched me into thinking about 2021 with God and what he's up to in that. But honestly, what it really made me realize is I need more time with Jesus, and that is my plan as this year begins. Be with Jesus more to listen and look ahead. 
And I've put that in my calendar for each week of 2021 on Monday mornings for an hour where I give a forward focus to my time with God, listening to Him, spending time with Him. First though, God reveals His plans for us in relationship with us. Secondly, we plan, but God gets the final word. Follow along as I read from the book of Proverbs, a book filled with wisdom from God. I'll read several different verses. Proverbs 16 verses 1 through 3 says, To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. In Proverbs 16 9, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And finally, Proverbs 19, 21. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So what is the wisdom we glean about our plans and God's plans in these verses? Planning is good, first of all. When we plan, we make choices about what we'll do or experience in the future. Planning is actually an expression of the Imago Dei, God's image in us. God planned for us even in the creation order. You see, he prepared a place for us. Then he created the man and the woman. He had a plan to save us before the foundations of the world, before any of us had ever messed up. He saw ahead and he made a plan for that. And I want to take just a moment for something I felt like God spoke to me for someone or ones who are listening. Because when you hear that, that God has a plan to um, save us in the middle of our mess-ups. Someone's listening that thinks they've permanently alienated Jesus because of what you've done. But Jesus wants you to know he loves you, he's running towards you, he's reaching out to you, and he welcomes you. You know, God does have a plan for when we mess up. And Jesus says that in John 14, that he hasn't just taken care of when when we mess up, but he's also going to prepare a place for us, for an eternal future with him. And he has a plan to return for us. How amazing is that? Proverbs 21 verse 5 says, The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Now, diligent here means strategic, thoughtful, intentional. What that's really saying is that planning is good, but God has to have the final word. So how does God get the final word in our plans, in all that stuff we do to make a way for our future? Well, we read it earlier in Proverbs 16:3. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he'll establish your plans. Commit your plans to the Lord. Commit means to roll over or onto the Lord. This means to unconditionally trust God with all the things that happen in our lives, including the interruptions, the changes, and the timing to those plans that we made. Author Elizabeth Elliot said it very clearly. The more we pay for advice, the more likely we are to receive it. We did not come to God asking for advice though, but rather his will. And God's fee is the highest of all, everything. God's guidance requires abandonment. Abandonment of myself to his plan. We use the word surrender. So our prayer is, Lord, what you will, when you will, 
how you will. That is a huge prayer, friends. So what does it mean to unconditionally trust God with all of my life? It means I will obey everything you tell me, whether I understand it or not. And this really is the price of God's wisdom, that wisdom that he promises to establish our plans with. Now, there's a great example of this in scripture, many, but Joseph did this in his big, messy story. And you can read that story sometime on your own, Genesis 37 through 50. It's amazing and worth a great read. But let me summarize. He was sold into slavery by his jealous brothers. He was falsely imprisoned. Then he was forgotten by a man who had information that would get him out of prison. Eventually, he was restored to the second highest position in the land, saved millions of people from starvation during a famine, and finally is restored to his family while his dad is still living. And what does he say to the brothers who sold him? He says, you meant it for evil, but God intended it for good. What's he saying that we can learn from? He's saying God's plan trumped your plans for me. Joseph trusted God when things weren't going as planned. And I mean, they really went awry, but he still trusted God and God got the final word. And this is what Paul meant when he wrote to us in Romans 8, 28, a verse that's quoted so often when we're in difficult times. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. What does this mean? Our plans aren't finished until we've surrendered them to God. God gets the final word. So we come back to where we started our conversation this morning. God wants to reveal his plans for us in relationship with us. Paul writes in Colossians 2, 3, that in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So when you and I say yes to a relationship with Jesus, we have access to all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge that there are in the universe and that we will ever need to find our way forward. We don't deserve it. We didn't earn it. It's a gift from him to us. One of the best things we can do as we launch into this new year is set aside some time to be with Jesus, to lay out our ideas, our dreams, and our plans for 2021, and invite him to bring his wisdom and knowledge to them and help us see our next step. We want to give you two tools this morning to help you as you pursue some of your own time with Jesus as the year begins. The first is a life journal, a place to write down what Jesus is saying to you as you connect with him and enjoy a reading plan, several of them available in it for you. You can drop by Evergreen and pick yours up during office hours, which are limited to Tuesdays currently, or you can email Lori Schultz at the number you see on the screen and arrange an appointment to pick one up at another time. Secondly, and more immediately, we want to invite you to join us and many others in our Foursquare tribe for 21 days of prayer and fasting starting next Sunday, January 10th, and ending on January 31st. Each day in the guide, we'll have a reading from the Bible and a prayer and reflection piece for you. Each week has a different focus, personal, community, or the world. This will be available on our app and a link will be made available on social media by Thursday night of this coming week. We'll also send out a link via email to you later in the week. 
Well, fasting, some of you may wonder about that. Fasting is a means of focusing some time and attention on Jesus. Fasting can take many forms. You may choose a media fast, a fast from everything you consider a treat, a Daniel fast. That's a reference to a guy in the Bible who wrote the book of Daniel, and he just ate vegetables and fruit for a number of days or weeks. And you can do that. You can fast a, a meal a day or a day of the week or any combination that works with your health needs and with what Jesus is speaking to you about. This 21 days gives each of us an opportunity to listen to what Jesus is trying to tell us and what he wants to say about the new year. You see, Jesus is ready to show us our next steps in the path through 2021. When things don't go as planned, he's not surprised or overwhelmed. He will make a way for us when that happens. So we want to end our time today, our first Sunday in 2021, celebrating and reflecting with Jesus in communion, an opportunity to connect with him, just you and him. The first part is celebrating. Marley and the band have a new song for us, Light of the World. Let's enjoy this and then we'll take communion together. Friends, Jesus has secured our future with his sacrifice on the cross and he would love to lead us on his path for our new year. So here's two questions for you. Where do you need direction from Jesus today? What plans have you made that need Jesus' input today so that he gets the final word. Take a moment and reflect on these two questions. Then we'll celebrate communion together. So as we hold the bread or the cracker representing his body, we can approach the new year with great hope. His body was broken so that wherever we have been broken in our story, we can be healed and made new. That spirit, soul, and body. Jesus, we welcome your newness in 2021. And before we take that element, I just want you to know, I believe that the Lord is saying that some of us are going to be healed even as we take this cracker today. That this is not a distant promise just for our future out there, but it's true in this very moment that Jesus' body was broken for you. And as you take the cracker today, I invite you, would you just whisper to Jesus if there's an area of your spirit, soul, or body that needs to be healed today and believe with me, he has healed us by his stripes we are healed. Let's take the bread. And then friends, as we drink this juice, we remember that Jesus' blood was shed so we can be completely forgiven and our relationship with God restored. There is nothing separating us from him. We can face this new year with new confidence that our path will become clearer and clearer like the full light of day. Would you take the juice together with me, remembering that you've been washed whiter than snow. We start the new year fresh, clean, with no mistakes in it.
Now, friends, would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you for the new year ahead. Lord, we look forward to many opportunities to be with you and to you showing us, revealing to us your next steps for us through 2021. Lord, we want to wait for you and wait upon you so that we can hear you and let you have the final word. Would you help each one of us as we make our plans to invite you to give your input and have the final say? Thank you, Lord, for the things you're going to be speaking to us in this month as we pray and we fast together. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us, friends.